From John, on page 1010, or 1010 if that's easier. Some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs that he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he was already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take almost a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. This is the word of the Lord. Northerners, uneducated, irreligious peasants. They lack wisdom, they've got no manners, and they've got strange accents. There's one at the back waving at me. <laughs> or so you might hear someone in Jerusalem speak 2,000 years ago. Typical marketplace conversation, having a go at the Northerners up in Galilee which is where our action now moves in John's Gospel. The last two weeks, we've been looking at the healing at the pool, which was near Jerusalem, and the controversial teaching around the Sabbath. In the south, in Judea, they were typically concerned with religious matters, spiritual matters. The people of Galilee had very different concerns up in the north, and we'll discover more of that during today's passage as we look at this passage. We're going to look at it in the following way. First, we're going to look at the sign itself. Remember in John's Gospel, the miracles are referred to as signs, that is that they point to something. Then we're going to look at how the people there then responded to the sign. And then finally, we will look at the challenge that that leaves for us here now. The passage is on page 1010 in your green Bibles. John chapter 6, it would be useful to have it open in front of you as we go through it. It is a very familiar miracle, 
and uh, we might be sitting here thinking, oh yeah, I know the one. Bread, fish, lots of people, that's, yeah, feeds them, done it. But please, do listen to this prayer and pray this with me in your hearts as I say this prayer for all of us, because it is a familiar passage and we do need to be careful when we meet familiar passages. Dear Lord, we ask your spirit to open our eyes anew, open our ears afresh, and open our hearts again to encounter your son and to listen to his teaching this morning. Amen. Well, the action begins in verse 5, where we have Jesus and his disciples up on the mountainside seeking privacy, and this crowd comes towards them. Philip is the first person in the spotlight. He's a local to the area. He's from Bethsaida, not far from where this uh, action's taking place. And Jesus says to him, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Now at this stage, as readers of John's Gospel, if this was the first time we'd ever read it, we would not know how large this crowd was. It's not until verse 10 we get any indication of how big the crowd is. And even then, we only get an indication. I'm sure you've heard the uh, sort of jokey general knowledge questions like, where do Chinese gooseberries come from? New Zealand. Which country makes Panama hats? Ecuador. How long was the 100 years war? 116 years. How many people were fed at the feeding of the 5,000? a lot more than 5,000. We're only told 5,000 men were there. We're not told about the women and the children. We know children were there because it's a boy that has the bread and the fish. So don't think only 5,000 people were fed. It could have been eight, nine, ten. We just don't know. Thousands upon thousands of people in this crowd coming towards them on the mountainside. And Jesus says to Philip, where are we going to buy bread for this lot? Can you picture the incredulity on Philip's face? What? Buy bread for them? Well, he actually says, um, it would take almost a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to even have a bite. Andrew steps forward. Now, we don't know from the, from the way John's written it, we don't know what Andrew's face looked like, we don't know his intonation, but perhaps he was even having a joke with his mates that were there. Oh, you're right. There's this boy here. He's got five, note, small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? I like to picture the scene as Jesus says, all right, give me the bread, give me the fish, you get them to sit down. What? They do it. But let's compare and contrast Philip, Andrew, and Jesus. Philip and Andrew see the overwhelming need of this crowd. But they also see the limited resources that they have. Let's remind ourselves from the prologue. Uh, we've got John chapter 1. Just the first three verses here. They don't see that standing before them is God made flesh. They don't see that standing before them is Jesus who was with God in the beginning, who created all things. Now, let's go back to Genesis chapter 1. 
first thing God did for mankind was feed him. At the end of creation, the sixth day, he feeds mankind. So why should it surprise Philip and Andrew that here is God made flesh standing before them and he's going to feed his people? Compare that with Jesus. Jesus also sees the need. Philip and Andrew saw the need, Jesus sees the need. But contrast them. Philip and Andrew see limited resource. Jesus is in total control. Verse 6. He already had in mind what he was going to do. Verse 10. Make the people sit down. In total control. Not daunted by limited resources. The sign itself is then recorded in verses 11 to 13. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. It's a fantastic statement. Think about what Philip said. We can't even buy enough for them to get just a bite. But how much did they get? As much as they wanted. This is emphasized again in verse 12. When they had all had enough to eat. Now that might be miraculous enough that they all had as much as they wanted, but it doesn't end there. Read on, verse 13. They filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. 12 baskets full of leftovers. Everyone's had their fill. And there is still more left over than there was to start with. Please note, this is not a miracle of sufficiency. It is a miracle of overwhelming excess. So that's the sign itself. Now we're going to expand our view in this passage by looking at how the crowd responded. And that, we're going to do that in two parts. There's their immediate response, and then there's response on the next day. So what is their immediate response? Well, let's carry on into verse 14. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Now that is a right response. We need to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 18 to work out what they're talking about. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18. God is talking to Moses. So this is 1,800 years before Jesus. God says to Moses, I will raise up for them a prophet like you. So I will raise up someone like Moses. I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. They've made the link. Quite right, quite proper. Moses, the man through whom God rescued his people, through whom God provided for his people. And they've made that link with Jesus. But we might be asking how 